Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and this is the podcast about doing your own thing, whether it's building a personal brand, maximizing your side hustle, or making the most of your every day. I think that sort of social media is the Madison Avenue, really, of the 90s. Uh, it's really what it's all about. Hey, everybody. On today's show, we are talking about building a brand based on expertise. I'm joined by Dr. Loretta. She is a dermatologist for over 40 years and the founder of Dr. Loretta Skincare, which is one of my personal favorite brands that I use every single day and night. But we get into how she started her brand, to working with her family members, to launching a brand in a really crowded field of skincare and beauty. But this is such a heartwarming, kind, and insightful conversation. I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Dr. Dr. Loretta. I mean, I have to say, I feel like I'm sitting with one of my Instagram heroes right now. It's so good Thank to meet you. you. <laughs> so good for me to meet you because the feeling's super mutual. I mean, I have become such a huge, you know, who turned me on to you and your expertise in your brand who? was um, Charlotte Palermino. Mm -hmm. And her and I have become friends via the internet. And um, she's a wealth of knowledge like you, but I'm so happy to have found your brand. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and we all love Charlotte. So that's a real mutual admiration society. too. <laughs> I had her on the podcast and she was a hoot and it was right? just, she's doing great things in the skincare space too. And, you know, for a brand like yours, that is literally quite literally filling my medicine cabinet as a wonderful you know, 38 year old guy. How did you get your start um, in this business by, you know, you now have one of the buzziest brands out there, but how did you get started in this world? Well, so, you know, a lot of life just sort of happens to you. So I got to tell you, I started medical school in 1974, thinking I'd become an OBGYN or a pediatrician. But after my first year of medical school, which was in New York City, there was uh, an opportunity to go up and do some research at a lab in Harvard, at Harvard. Mm -hmm. So I go up there and, you know, I'm very chatty. I've always been, I continue to be. So <laughs> I'm there in the morning and uh, the person who was running the lab, the dermatologist says to me, you know, I've got to tell you something, Loretta, you've got this project. I understand I don't know that much about dermatology, he said, but we're going to go to the cafeteria don't even mention what you're doing because there are a lot of people here who sort of think this is a little bit of an off idea. And what the project was, was that I got to test some of the effects of UVA on human skin. Mm. Even taking a UVA meter out on the lawn of Harvard Medical School to see if there was enough UVA to have any effect on our skin, if you can imagine. Wow. This was 1975. We didn't use any, there was no real UVA protection from sunscreens, whatever. So, you know, I sort of like instantly became a huge fan of dermatology research. Mm. Uh, I just was so intrigued by it that I just dumped the whole idea of becoming an OB. I went on to marry my classmate and have four kids oh my of my God. own anyway. <laughs> and we've been very happy for 45 years. And so I was sort of like always from the very beginning, part clinician and part really somebody who was a very out of the box researcher mm. clinically, you know, patients would come in and say to me, you know, this is what's going on. And then when I would tell them what I thought about it, they'd say, but wait a sec, you're the fifth dermatologist I've seen and nobody has ever explained it that way. Wow. I get it. And that's sort of what led me, believe it or not, kind of 30 years ago, I started to formulate skincare just for professionals 
And then to was that just this, to sell in your like so that would be just to be in your practice or kind of be within exactly, the medical community and for other doctors too, right? Ah. Then what happened, which was wonderful, was we have these four great kids. My youngest and oldest daughter, and one we have a son too, but our youngest and oldest who are now 32 and 40 years old, yeah. we were sitting, boy, about five years ago around the dining room table. And they said, you know what, mom, you've got like such a very different approach, not only to skincare, but I have a very positive approach to aging. I think it's something like all of us are afraid of, especially that idea of our skin aging. And they said, you know, how about really coming out with you you and your own brand. That's sort of how I got into it. I've got to thank Liza and uh, and Gina, my two daughters, because, you know, without them, I don't think that I would have had the wherewithal, maybe not the guts, to really come up with this product that's called right. Dr. Loretta. I mean, especially now too, I mean, what a crowded landscape, more than I can ever remember brands that are quote, um, in, you know, expert based medical, uh, medical based influencer started. It's a really crowded space. Did you feel, um, nervous coming into such a crowded space, even though you have all this amazing expertise was trepidatious there? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I really felt and so much, you just sort of like hit the nail on the head here, Conrad. One of the things I felt was, okay, we'll put my name on the product, but just the fact that I'm a dermatologist now for 40 years, it's sort of not enough. And so I really came up with like a very specific brand philosophy, brand platform, which has to do with the fact that after seeing so many patients where I do these total body exams, I see like I've got 90 year olds where, you know, they look scary on their faces. But when I look at their backsides, you know, sometimes I even take their pictures to show them that the areas that don't get exposed to the environment just don't age. Mm. So I really came up with the whole sense of this would be our platform. We're going to make products that are going to protect you from all of those external aggressors. Because I did, I couldn't agree with you more. I was already recognizing that with the whole indie craze, there are so many brands out there. And I wanted to really give the consumer something that was truly unique enough and worthwhile and based on my whole 40 years of of practice and, and all of this kind of stuff. It is really unique. I mean, there's, um, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, but the one that I, I'm on my like 10 millionth bottle, what is it? The intense uh-huh. replenishing serum. Serum, you um, got it. And it's unlike anything else I've ever experienced. And I do live in a very big, crowded, dirty city. I live in Manhattan. And um, now it took me 40 years to realize that there's environmental stressors around me. Did you did you find success right away by leaning into a niche of things that weren't at Sephora and that weren't at Ulta by, you know, because I've never seen a product like yours before. Yes. Or, or did people yeah. need a little explaining? Well, you know, I've got to tell you something. And what I'd say, like, for all of your listeners is I'm a real believer in, like, you stay in your own lane. Okay, yep. so... 
coming up with sort of that brand platform of, of really protecting ourselves from these four external aggressors that age us, that was my platform. But then when it was really coming down to formulating the products, you know, I'd had a lot of experience already. I've drawn on my, you know, 30 years of going to ingredient manufacturers and shows and stuff. So for that particular product, I have to tell you that the first time that I was ever at an ingredient meeting and I saw that now you could biosynthesize, you could replicate these things called skin lipids. Truly, Conrad, I'll never forget going back to my dermatology office, opening up my super thick textbook, which was edited by the head of the lab I worked at, oh right? <laughs> and looking up just what were lipids, okay? Mm. I mean, this, this goes back, right? And I said, oh my God, I just can't believe that we can actually synthesize the thing that my grandkids, let's say, have like velvet on their skin, oh, yeah. you know, which is these lipids, right? Once we reach puberty, we start to make a lot more sebum. We don't have those velvety lipids. So it was sort of that. And then the other part of it was in that serum that you like, and probably you like it in part because it just feels so good, well, it right? Feels it feels so skin silky and like, it right? just, I feel like a glazed donut after I put it on. I love it. Right. <laughs> but also besides that immediate effect, you've got this preventative thing because we got this ingredient called lipochromin. Mm. That's also where I think that I differ a lot from a lot of the brands talking about quote unquote natural and all this because right. lipochromin that also dates way back. It was originally made only for intravenous use. It's the strongest antioxidant made. It's actually synthesized. Wow. They took vitamin E, super, super, you know, took that uh, kind of the, the concept of it and made it so super covering that it's the strongest thing you've got for antioxidants. So it's going to really protect you from pollution. And yeah, you know, I don't know, Conrad, there's like so much of this because I've got to tell you too, through the years, right? I was shocked when I read that New York City has a much higher wrinkle score. The people in New York are more wrinkled than the people in You're Miami. You're telling me. It must be because we're stressed too, though. <laughs> well, okay. So number one's pollution. Now, stress, listen, every note I'd say that I write in my dermatology office, part of the plan, whether it's because you're wrinkled or because you've got psoriasis, I always talk about stress relief, right? Yep. Because you are right. So, you know, we blame the wrinkling in New York City from pollution, which does a lot to promote wrinkles. But stress is another really important thing. Like I always talk about stress management, yep. whether it's to age better or to just help things like hives or psoriasis, you know, we what do you we gotta do to keep it under control. What do you what do, do I do? Okay. Okay. So one thing, like this is what I do myself and I'm going to suggest it to you. Okay. I love to just sit in a comfortable chair yep. and, you know, I use my mind. I think of my mind like my closet. You know how it's been said that, you know, if something in your closet doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. Right. Yep. So I start to sort of like inventory what's going through my mind, whether it's actual practical stuff like my schedule for tomorrow or things that I'm sort of ruminating on that happened, you know, yesterday, which if it happened yesterday, so what? Yeah. And I say, hey, if it didn't bring me joy, I'm actually going to omit it. That's one thing I do. The other thing I highly recommend, because I've got like, I don't know, not very long, in, in like less than 60 days, I'm turning 69 years old. I'll be in my 70th I mean, year of life. I'm obsessed and, you know, with yeah, your but, whole story. This is amazing. You look right? amazing. So this is the other thing I'm going to suggest to everybody. 
we spend so much time with our minds, mm. but we don't really spend much time sort of like having this gratitude for our respiratory system, our heart, nurturing it. So I actually, as part of my whole stress relief, every day I actually give myself this big hug and it starts sort of like, oh my God, my musculoskeletal, I love Pilates. I feel this beautiful musculature that I'm so thankful for. Then I sort of go, right? So it starts in my arms. Then I go and hug my chest. My heart's beating, you know, it's something to be like, spend a few minutes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's funny. I take my, these workout classes and a lot of the times I I go to this um, spins, um, I go to soul cycle and they're Mm -hmm. some really soulful teachers. And some of them, they say, um, thank your body for what you were able to just get through today and your strong legs and whatever. And it's like something you take for granted. I love that. Uh, And it really helps to really put the whole stress thing in perspective because stress is almost all just coming from overactive minds. Well, I've got one of those. I'll tell you that. Um, (laughs) Speaking of stress, something that stresses me out sometimes and because it's a big part of my job is promoting my brands and my personal brand on social media. How have you navigated? You launched your brand, your packaging's beautiful. Clearly the expertise is there. The efficacy is there. How do you navigate the social media side of commerce? Do you, do you have help there? Are you, does that stress you out? Yes. So, you know, we definitely have some help. Uh, Really, I'm going to call out my daughter, Liza, who is 32, and then her helper, Ariel, with social media, who is just in her 20s because it really skews young. I think for social media, what you really need to do is be yourself, you know, and really let everyone know who you are. I also think with social media, since starting the brand, Uh, You know, it really, for what we really sort of consider an anti-aging brand, we found, wow, because so much growth comes from social media, it skews very young. Right. And so you've got to sort of really be talking to a very big sort of catchment area from really people in their 20s up till, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm hoping, like I say, I have a little over a year till I turn 70. I wish more of my peers would really get into social media. I try to turn them on to it, whether it's for travel stuff, your decorating stuff, all of this, you know, but it's super important. I mean, uh, it really is. And that's where, you know, it's funny. There's so much, um, the customer doesn't have to go somewhere to consider buying a brand. They can say quickly on social, you know what? I like the bottle. You know what? I like the name. You know what? Oh, it says it promises X, Y, Z. So you kind of have to be all of those things, efficacious, cool design, frequently posting. How did you come up with your brand look and feel? Because I love personally the way your products look on my shelf. I just think they they work for a guy. They work for a girl. I love Great. it. Yeah. Thank you so much. So a couple of things. Number one, I had already, because I was helping with formulating, I had already been going to packaging shows. But when we decided with my two daughters to make the Dr. Loretta brand, we literally had the warehouse filled with like 100 bottles, right? Because, you know, I'm really sort of a stickler, like we do package compatibility testing for the formulas and all this. So uh, I wanted it to be very good looking, 
Because yep, one of the biggest things, thank you. One of the biggest things that I found is that once you put it away in your medicine cabinet or, you know, under the sink, you forget yep. that you've got it. So I wanted it to look nice enough that it could be left out. And I didn't sort of want it to be anything that would clash, you know, so, so that was yep. sort of, and, and just really to be attractive and, and, you know, something that you sort of wanted to have. I think that unfortunately, okay, in beauty, how something looks does matter, you know, as the dermatologist in me, I think it shouldn't matter how the packaging looks, but, you know, I think that we all judge it, the books by the cover. We do. And you know what's funny? Um, I think we went through right up until COVID. I think we were really in that phase of like the, the, the cooler looking, the more I'll buy it. But then there was this crazy thing that happened during COVID on TikTok and Instagram with Cetaphil. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and it became hot and CeraVe and they became hot again. And it was about barrier and gentle and no one commented that the packaging looks old school and kind of clinical and it was a nice moment of relief it was like hey these unsung heroes are getting a moment of uh street cred again it felt nice you know yes you know i agree and i think what i loved about that was you're not necessarily of course i totally favor CeraVe based on ceramides, which are like the lipids over Cetaphil. Mm. But what I love about that is that to me, a lot of that has to do with body care. And, you know, all of these brands like mine and really all the indie brands, they're mostly focusing on our face and we can't like neglect that. Wow. It's wintertime. Let's be putting this up and down our legs. I love to put the CeraVe cream all over my dry legs and it's great. So yeah, I agree with you. I I love that. And I think, you know, skincare in general has really had a boom with COVID. Maybe we just have a lot more time to think about not just the present day and going maybe to the office where we've got to have the hair just right, but you know, what are we doing now so that we're going to look good next week, next month, next year? So true. What kind of, for people listening that maybe they're interested in starting a product line or they've, they're like you, where maybe one day they'll turn their expertise down the road into a product line. What are some of the kind of goods and bads and uglies of the beauty world in particular of starting a brand? I imagine, um, you know, it's a bit challenging. Yeah, no, I think for sure it is. Uh, You know, what I would say is that you need to have like, you know, we talked about how with social being such an important part of really getting your brand going. I think you need to have uh, really sort of like a diversity to the age groups on your team. Yeah. You no, know, I think for sure, especially with social, I find that people in their 20s are wonderful. Uh, you know, Charlotte, who I think is, I know is in her 30s, maybe, you know, yep. she's a little, uh, you know, um, exception, let's say. But I think that you need a lot of diversity with your team to get in uh, some younger people who tend to be much more into social. Yep. Uh, the next thing I think is, you know, you've really got to think it all out. And don't jump the gun, right? Uh, mm. You know, if if you are even sort of like approached by maybe someone who could make a big order that you could be putting your, your products into a place where, you know, there's going to be big volume, you've got to be sure you're ready. You know, the other thing that I think is 
Think about what your brand positioning is, your brand platform. For us, the platform that we decided on was pretty darn complicated, right? I mean, it's, right. it's absolutely the most credible thing to me. We just age because of external exposures. If we, if our skincare protects us or addresses the exposures, it's great. But in the days of social wear, things are really sort of coming down to 30 or 60 second sound bites. What you've got to do is make sure that you sort of keep on educating, 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 and don't be so worried about repetition. So I think before like jumping right in, it's probably a very good idea to sort of really see what's already out there. Even though I believe in staying in your own lane and you come up with the focus of your skincare, but then take a look at how other lines are presenting themselves at what does and doesn't work. Yeah, I think it's really important. Before I launched my home fragrance brand of my candles and and hand wash, mm-hmm. I I was very much um, a user of the of the marketplace. Like I understood who was selling what, how much it cost, what they offered versus what I wanted to offer. I think it's about being the ultimate consumer of the category, so you know Wonderful. what's kind of missing, right? By the way, how Absolutely. many products did you launch with when you launched? So we launched with eleven. And we've just been introducing a new product about every eight to 12 months. And those 11, by the way, took us about four and a half years to perfect. Now, so remember, it's the formula. Then I did the clinical testing. We had to decide on the packaging. Uh, You know, really uh, being prepared is super important for Uh, to launch a skincare brand or any brand. I think you know that so well yourself too, right, Conrad, to really do the homework. You have to be prepared and do your homework. I mean, in those four years, did you ever feel, um, because things move so fast, I I try to work with blinders on so I don't get distracted, Mm -hmm. but in those four years, are you like, oh my gosh, look what so-and-so is doing. We got to get out now. The market's changing. How'd you come, how'd you battle that? Yeah. So I sort of saw all of that going on, right? We use a good amount of pink, Mm -hmm. which we decided on way before launch. And by the time we launched pink and, you know, different shades of pink, became very sort of commonplace. At first, it was a lot more unique, right? And we wanted it sort of to be sort of like a skin tone kind of palette and all. And so, uh, you know, I think the most important thing is you've got to believe in yourself. Hmm. That is more important than anything. And if you need to work at it, work at it. Because for your consumer to believe in you, you know, consumers are very savvy these days. So smart. Right. Exactly. So, you know, you really have to believe in yourself. You know, if there seem to be setbacks, you know, I would say that probably our biggest setback from which we learned the most was the realization that I just can't simply come out here and say, hey, it's only the skin that gets exposed to external factors that ages. I'm going to protect you from those factors. To me, you know, given my years of experience, it sounded so right and in right. such a unique position. But then what I've learned is, hey, it, it just is not, it's not going to go over always all that well. We've got to keep on educating. So believe in yourself first. If it if it's going to take 
therapy, if it's going to take meditation, whatever it is to be successful, the consumer must believe in you and they never will unless you are very confident within yourself. I love that. The consumer will believe in you. I mean, speaking of you, I've been noticing uh, more lately just because where there's so much more video on Instagram, I get to see your beautiful face all the time, often, a, a lot more often. How do you find the uh, reception of the founder being out there more on social? Do you think that's, a, is that helping the brand a lot? Is it adding some cred and some familiarity? Yes, yeah. Yes, I think it is. I think, you know, I have to say to you that I think that I'm a very unique founder. I don't know if there's another one over the age of 65, almost so close to 70, for which I'm super grateful, right? So uh, I think that it is absolutely adding some credibility. Uh, I think that I have to be very aware of the fact that I might not be as easy to identify with as founders of which there are many in their 20s and 30s. But, you know, I've got that unique message and I'm hoping that I can really make everyone feel so positive about aging. Yeah, I feel that for sure. I mean, you've carved a niche there. I also think just um, in these short sound bites that you're deli- just as a compliment, you often hit with a lot of um, expertise. It's not just listening to a founder just for the sake of talking about their brand. Thank it's, you. it's a helpful takeaway, whether it's sunscreen or, or something like that. Um, Thank you. Hey, what do you think about? I just saw in the news um, the other day. Scarlett Johansson is launching a, a skincare. You know, it's one of the nine million. Mm-hmm. Um, celebrity brands and mm-hmm. I, I love my celebrities and I love my skincare. Do you have any sort of point of view on all these different people coming out with brands? Do you think it's going to be too much soon? I mean, it's so much. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I feel it's already a very dizzying array out right. there and it's very hard to really choose. But I think that really what it is with the celebrities is, uh, you know, it's it's very lucrative to do right. it, right? Yeah. To use your name. I think that for the consumer, they've got to try to look into whether the product is going to work for them or not, you know, and don't worry whether it's Dr. Loretta or beautiful Scarlett Johansson, you know, it's got to be what works for you. And then I think really importantly, it's just got to be that you, you keep the faithfulness to it. You know, Mm. what I'm trying to do lately on socials to really talk about helping people to create a regimen that you stick with. Well, that's the thing. I think so many people, even friends of mine, because I I take really good care of my skin. I'm pretty religious. I I repeat Mm -hmm. purchase items. But a lot of people have this, uh, they feel like skin ADD, like there's a million new Mm -hmm. products that come in. I got to try this. So-and-so said try this, where they're not just sitting and, and, and trying something for a couple months, you know? Absolutely. Oh, Conrad, I love that skin ADD. I've never heard that. And I love it. I can't tell you how many people come into me because, you know, if I get in a new patient, we do ask that you bring what you're, what you're using. Mm. They bring in shopping bags full of stuff. And that's sort of like the worst thing you can do. So you're right. We've got to have this sort of, you know, faithfulness to, if possible, to, you know, give something a try. If you use too much stuff every day too, then you don't even always know what is or isn't working. Like to start a skincare regimen, it's a great idea not to do more than, I'd say like four things in the morning, four things at night, something like this is more than enough. Before I ask you the questions I ask everybody, um, I'll be a little greedy. What are the two main, if someone listening is only going to try two things in their routine, what are the most crucial you think for 
um, looking like you and keeping great oh, skin. Oh, thank you. Two, thank two you. crucial steps. Okay. Well, you know, this may sound a little corny, but I think really starting with the right cleanser and using it every single morning and night. And I'm sorry, I'm going to put the plug in for the one that we have that's called the Gentle Hydrating I Cleanser. I just got it. I love uh, it. Great, I love it great, because it foam great. like as a guy, I like a foaming a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I know that the foaming could strip, but this one doesn't. Exactly. So it is sulfate free because, you know, those sulfates are not good, right? But it's got other uh, sort of foaming ingredients and it's got this amazing thing called marine algae that actually absorbs these tiny little particles before they get into our skin. So it's sort of like, you know, you sleep on the pillowcase at night, it's loaded with dust mites that are carrying all this stuff that's going to mm. bring you age spots, lines, wrinkles. You wash with that in the morning and at night. And it also sort of makes sure that you're not washing with something that can really hurt you. So that for sure. And then, you know, I love what you said about our, uh, that's how you love our intense replenishing. For me, it's just amazing barrier repair. It's got the strongest antioxidant, which is the lipochromin. When it comes to sunscreen, we're really lucky. We've won a lot of awards. Refinery29 gave our sunscreen the Beauty Innovation Award. Mm. But what I always say about the sunscreen is, you know, you can try ours. Of course, I love ours. I love it. It's my dream sunscreen. But the most important thing for sunscreen is to find one that you like that you'll use every day. Right. And, you know, I think that I actually think that sometimes the whole idea that you've got to have sunscreen on is almost more overrated than that you've got to have good antioxidants on. Because if you're sitting inside, super important to have on the antioxidants to avoid all the irritants, all of that. Wow. I what a, I feel like I'm getting the best free consult on this podcast. Thank you. Before we wrap up, let's take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand, Preston Conrad Home. I would love for you to come into my world of luxury home fragrance, responsibly made here in America, all for under $50. We cut out the big box middlemen, and we are bringing the finest luxury fragrance right into your home. For you guys listening today on the show, you can take 10% off of any single item on PrestonConradHome.com with the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code BRANDME. Hey, I ask these questions to everybody. Do you have a moment when of building your brand that lives in your head rent-free that was just a crazy memory, whether it was a great one or a, a wild one that you could share with me, like a takeaway moment? Absolutely. It's a very personal one. You know, I mentioned how two of my daughters have come on, our daughters have come on really to create this. I give them more credit in many ways than me to make the brand. And I would say my absolute moment that will forever live in my heart, too, is sitting around with my daughter, Gina, who's our CEO, who had been a Wall Street lawyer, one of the big Wall Street firms, had moved down to Florida and was going to, you know, wanted to start a family. So I'm sitting with her husband, too. And uh, she realized that here her choices were really not going to be that compatible with her lifestyle. And she and I just sort of locked eyes. And, you know, my kids had always said to me, you know, mom, 
I've helped a lot of doctors, you know, launch brands that, you know, I, I formulated for them that have done so beautifully. So we sort of locked eyes and said, hey, you know what, mommy, you know, you still love practicing and all of this, but guess what? How about me helping you to launch your brand? Wow. And uh, that will forever live on in my heart, uh, in my psyche. Uh, probably really, it's just, it's just uh, the most wonderful gift that that uh, I've gotten. Well, all of my kids, I mean, I've got to mention the other two. Yeah, of course. One is the head of a nonprofit down here. Our son, Daniel, is the head of Miami Design Preservation League. He's, wow. You just can't imagine what he's done for Miami Beach. And our other daughter, one of my husband is, is a retired heart surgeon. So our fourth child, uh, Katrina, is a doctor who is now at University of Miami, but she's practiced for two years in Africa and oh Uganda and Kenya. Uh, she you guys are not, not like you're that accomplished as a family. You know, you're not doing much. Well, <laughs> so I think, you know, the great success in life, it isn't really what you've got in your bank account or how famous you are on, uh, you know, Instagram or in the yep. store. It's really your loved ones and, and, you know, how much you can nurture each other. And in the case of a parent, it's how nurturing I think our children are to our community, to, yep. to their fellow man. And so, sorry, oh I think gosh. I went off on no, a tangent. That, that is so important. And I think now more than ever coming out of this wild last couple years with this pandemic, I think everyone has realized uh, what you just shared and how important that is. So Dr. Vlada, this has been such an amazing chat. How can everybody find you and your brand on social? Um, what are Thank they you. So actually, we've got two places to go on social. Dr. Loretta, at yep. Dr. Loretta, and at Dr. Loretta Derm. And so it's D-R-L-O-R-E-T-T-A, that one, or at Dr. Loretta D-R-M. And I, I hope I'm really trying to help to sort of really spread a lot of, you know, my knowledge. And I, that's the most important thing to me. You really are. And keep it up. You're an inspiration. You're a light. And your products are really great. So you got a thank lifelong so customer much. here. Um, I'm so happy you joined me. And thank you again for taking the time. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at BrandMePodcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.